and we will live here transformed transfigured metamorphosed to your glory and we will look more like you in Jesus name Amen please be seated Hallelujah what a blessing to meet again tonight for Super Friday service as part of our 40 days fasting and prayer. Now quickly because of time today we are going to do an anointing service and we are going to make some prophetic pronouncement on you and we are going to pray well, well, well. I know we have prayed but we are going to pray again. Hallelujah. Now last two weeks we began to speak on spiritual capacity last week we continued with that teaching on spiritual capacity and today we want to see if God will grant us the grace to finish so that from next week I can teach you some more details on fasting now we need to understand like I've always been saying that Every son of God is born a child of God. And that child of God has the responsibility of growing into sonship. If I give birth to a newborn child, and that child happens to be a boy, that child is actually a man in the making or a potential man. What that means is that everything that it takes for him to develop into manhood has already been given to him. But as long as he is a child, he'll be limited because of capacity. We all know that uh, when a lion gives birth, what's the, what's the child of a lion? A cap, right? But you see, that cap or that cap is a potential lion. Are you following this thing? So the responsibility of that lion is to do what? Grow into lionhood. Are you getting this thing? So in as much as that lion has claws within it already, has very sharp teeth to devour within it, but do you immediately see those sharp teeth appear? Why? Because that child or that cat must be able to what? Grow to become a lion in full potential. Are you following this thing? So, the lion or the cat may have what it takes to be a lion, but it's only growth and enlargement of capacity that brings that cap into lionhood. Are you following this? Likewise, it is with us as Christians. We are born children of God, but our assignment is to grow into sonship. Which means that every potential to behave like God, act like God, see things as God sees it, and manifest the God kind of life, everything is actually within us. But that child of God must grow into sonship before he'll be able to manifest what God has fully within him. Are you following this? So which means that in as much as a child is a potential man, he can still be defeated by someone who is older than him. Are you following this? 
Likewise in the spirit, if a child of God refuses to enlarge his spiritual capacity, what it means is that any power or any spirit that is not from God, that has more spiritual capacity can be able to defeat him. Are you getting this thing? Though he's a child of God. You follow this? So now we began to look at Galatians chapter 4, which says that an heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave or from a servant. Why? Because no matter how much my father's car belongs to me, he cannot give that inheritance to me if I'm four years old. Are you following? So there is a need for every believer to develop spiritual capacity so that we can be entrusted with the realities of God's potentials and God's abilities and God's capabilities. Are we following this? So now we began to look at proofs or evidences that a man has spiritual capacity. And we said that spiritual capacity is not seen in a man's ability to preach. It's not realized in how many times you come to church. It's not even seen in how many times you read your Bible because there are people who have been reading their Bibles for 20 years and nothing is to show as evidence. Are we following this? So we began to look at about six to seven proofs that a man has spiritual capacity. And if you don't fall into this category, you got to back up with your Christian life. Are we following this? We said number one, or the first proof or evidence that a man has enlarged or is enlarging his spiritual capacity is his faith level. His faith level. His faith level. Now, maybe I didn't add this, but if a man wants to enlarge spiritual capacity, especially in faith level, there are three elements that needs to govern his life. His eyes, his heart, and his words. When we are speaking of a man of faith, there are three things we'll see. What he sees with his eyes, what he believes in his heart, and what he says in his mouth proves the level of faith he has been able to develop. God said to Abraham, the father of faith, as far as your eyes can see, I will give it to you. So, first of all, you cannot have what your eyes hasn't seen yet. Which means that faith will involve the powers of your imagination. What your eyes, I'm speaking of your spiritual eyes, cannot see, your hands cannot hold. Very important thing every child of God must understand. So we've seen many Christians who are disappointed in God because they don't understand this reality. What your eyes does not see, you can't possess. Number two, what your heart doesn't believe about that thing, you can possess. And number three, what your mouth does not say about it, you can possess. So which means your eyes or your imaginative abilities plays a role in the faith life. Number two, your heart also plays a role in believing that which you see. Because you can see and not believe. Then now you begin to speak that very thing that your heart has believed. Because the culmination of a man's belief is revealed in what he says about that very thing he believes. Praise God. So the faith level of a man is very important as a proof of a man's spiritual capacity. If you're not operating in dimensions of faith, you need to increase Remember that Jesus Christ appeared to his disciples and they were trying to cast out a demon 
from one little child and they could not. Jesus came and then casted out the demon. And they came to Jesus and asked him, why couldn't we cast out that devil? Jesus didn't even say because you didn't, you didn't have power. Because they were operating in his name. He says, oh, unbelieving generation. So the first problem was faith. Not because the demon was powerful, but because of faith. Then secondly, he said, how be it this kind? Now, it means actually two things. It means, first of all, this kind of demon. Secondly, it also means this kind of unbelief does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Are you following this? So one thing prayer and fasting does to you is that it strengthens and builds your faith life. So if anything you believe is not watered by prayer and fasting, it won't grow. Especially your faith. In Jude 20, he says, But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the spirit. So, faith comes by hearing and by the hearing of the word of God, and faith grows and is built up by prayer, especially praying in the spirit. That is why, if, a, if you're a believer and you don't speak in tongues, you are limited in a lot of areas of your life, and you must yearn. To receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Are, are you following this? So your faith level is the first evidence or proof of your spiritual capacity. Number two we said is your prayer stamina. How much time you are able to endure in the presence of God. Ever since the fall, there is a certain haste in the soul of man that always wants to run away from God. If you notice when Adam sinned, since that time, he, he, had a, he, he began to develop a certain mentality that was drawing himself away from God. And actually, that's the first step of prayerlessness. Because prayer is communing with God. God came in the cool of the day to have a conversation with man. When sin set into the scene, now man began to run away from who? From God. And you see, since that time till now, there is a certain attitude that the fall inherited that makes man run away from God's presence so in the New Testament life when a believer learns to endure times hours in the presence of God is a sign that that believer is enlarging because if he can spend two hours watching Spartacus or Avengers, and you have a problem staying us two hours in prayer. There is a problem with capacity. That means your soulish capacity is larger than your spirit capacity, and that is why every child of God must see the essence of growing spiritually, especially in the place of prayer. Now we need to understand that prayer is actually a spiritual gymnasium. You 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 must build build prayer stamina. You must learn to time yourself to pray. You can't be a five minutes praying believer and expect to see victory on your side. It can't happen. There are certain results you can never have as a child of God if you don't spend time in the presence of God. I can tell you an authority. There are certain kinds of temptations you will never be able to overcome them if you don't have prayer stamina. Because I tell people that prayer is a school. It's a world of its own. 
You can access the deep things of God in the place of prayer. You can be educated by the Holy Ghost. Listen, there is an education beyond Legon. And that education is not an education of your mind. There is a certain level of education you receive from the Holy Ghost directly into your spirit. It's an intuitive knowing. No one teaches you. It is imparted in the place of prayer. If you don't spend time in prayer, you will never experience it. We call that spiritual intelligence. It's a feedback from prayer. Are we following this thing? Number three, or the third evidence or proof of a man's spiritual capacity is his endurance level. How much suffering he is able to endure in his baking process in God. I told you last week that every believer will go through a certain kind of Gethsemane in his life where everybody will leave him. When the people is expecting to help, don't mind him. God wants to bring you to a place where you trust only him. You know, some of you have too many options. Some of you, your option is your uncle. God wants to bring you to a place where he's absolutely the one in command of your life. For example, God brought me to a place where I don't beg people for money. I will suffer in that hardship until he provides. It's a certain life we develop. And there are many Christians who don't have that endurance. If you are a child of God, you can endure hardship, sufferings in your preparation process into maturity. It's a sign you don't have spiritual strength. Number four. The fourth evidence of a man's spiritual capacity is revealed in his ability to discern, discernment. So we are realizing today that spiritual capacity is not the noise you make in prayer. Because there are people who pray undertone, but their spiritual capacity is large. That also, also doesn't mean that when you pray loud, it's evil. Because here we pray loud. Are, we, are you following me here? So, discernment, a man's ability to distinguish which spirit is in operation. A man can be able to call your name, your date of birth, your address, your panty color, the food you ate before you came, and may not still be from God. Because hear me, the spirit realm is open to all. The only realm that is not open is the Holy Ghost. So, if your name appears in the spirit realm, a Jujuma can see it. That is why they are palm readers. If you don't have discernment, that person mentioning your name will wow you and shock you until you forget the anointing in operation. There are sometimes you'll be able to notice it by some strange direction they give you. Go and stand at the cemetery and call your name three times. Hold two eggs when you are done, throw it in the cemetery and say, Miriso. <laughs> now, when you begin hearing some of these things, whether the person called your name, your father's name, or whatever it is, I beg you, run for your life. Number two, 
what you're going to identify or discern that this is not from the Spirit of God is that any prophecy that money is attached to it, run. Did you hear me? That's a balaam. Any prophecy given to you with money attached to it, that if you don't sow this seed, you will die. Please, tell him to leave you to die. And run. Go and fast for yourself and pray. You see, you see how I'm speaking? You will still fall for it. I know. I know. I know. A prophet tells someone after mentioning the name to see after church and told them the only way she can get pregnant is when anointed sperms enters her. And that's how the prophet slept with this lady. And since that day, the lady has never been the same again. Evil demonic dreams. And there are many Christians who have become victims because they didn't have discernment. And hear me, in this year, more of these things will arise. So open your eyes. Don't be easily moved. Any prophecy that comes to scare you and not to stir you, watch out. Because the Bible says the spirit of Jesus is the, the Bible says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So every prophecy has a spirit. It must end up producing the fruit of the spirit. It must end up testifying and glorifying Jesus. If Jesus rose from the dead and you see death about somebody, by the time you are done, that death must be broken just like he was broken out of death by resurrection. So it must glorify Jesus and the account of his death, burial, and resurrection. Discernment. Tell someone discernment. The second area is discernment of voices. Because there are thousands of voices that speak to us every single day. Proof that you have a large capacity is your ability to separate the voice of God from your own human spirit. Because sometimes your own human spirit that is not developed can deceive you. Someone heard his name at night. He didn't have discernment. He He needed training from early, that the next time you hear that voice again, say, Master, speak, thy servant, hear it. Now, it's very important because Samuel was a prophet who was beginning to hear the voice of God, but couldn't separate the voice of God from Eli's voice. So he confused the voice of God for Eli, and he went to respond to Eli. Now, many a time, many Christians have responded to the wrong people and wrong spirits because they didn't discern whose voice it is. The other time in the prophetic, I saw something about Aaron. I saw something about Joshua and Moses. Both of them went to the mountain to have an encounter with God in communion. Whilst they were coming, remember that Israel was already breaking the first commandment before the commandment came. And they were rejoicing with a golden calf. Now note that. And whilst they were coming, Joshua heard the noise. Moses heard the noise. Joshua's interpretation of the noise was that there was war. Moses, who could discern, said no. This is not the noise of war. This is the noise of rejoicing and party and clubbing. 
That's a senior man. So, we can all hear something and interpret differently by maturity level. Tell someone discernment. Hey! Discernment. Number five. The fifth proof or evidence of spiritual capacity is obedience. And obedience is a man's ability to adhere or to do what God says. That's obedience. If you have followed our teachings for some time, I've told you severally that there are five kinds of obedience that every child of God needs to understand. The first kind of obedience is called the obedience of Christ. Remember, it was his obedience that brought salvation. If Christ did not obey God by hanging on the cross and by subjecting himself to death, there wouldn't have been salvation in the first place. So the first obedience is the obedience of Christ in dying to secure salvation for you. Are you following that? The second obedience is called the obedience of faith. The obedience of faith is your response to what Christ has done for you. So in Christ's obedience on the cross, when you believe in that reality, that obedience is called the obedience of faith and that is what brings you salvation. But you see, after the obedience of faith, Remember, anytime you believe Jesus to become born again, that faith is obedience. Are you following that? But that is not all there is to obedience. After you are now born again, there is what we call obedience to the word of God. In James chapter 1, verse 22, it says, Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So a child of God can be born again and believe in himself, deceit. If he is not obedient to the word of God, but only a hearer. Are you following this? So, the believer's ability to take scriptures as it is and obey them is the third kind of obedience. Obedience of the word of God. But that is not all. As you begin obeying the word of God, you begin to have a certain communion with the Holy Ghost. Then soon the Holy Ghost begins to give you instructions. He begins to speak to you. And those promptings and then those inclinations and those voices you're hearing knowing the Holy Ghost talking to you, when you obey them, we call it the obedience of the Spirit. Then finally, we, are, we have what we call the obedience of spiritual authority. And that's where, you see, so there are people who are fasting, obeying the word of God, praying, obeying the word of God, living a holy life, obeying the word of God. Yet, there are some things they are not experiencing because though they are obeying the word of God and obeying the Holy Spirit, they are not obedient to spiritual authority. For example, we said we are meeting six super Fridays. 
as part of our fasting, because we are not meeting from Monday to Thursday like other churches meet on a daily basis. So, in every Friday, we're going to have an anointing service. There are believers who have no reason why they cannot come, but they will stay home. That's a believer who is disobedient to spiritual authority. Therefore, whatever God packaged to give to us within the six power pack Fridays, they will lose it and they'll blame God. They don't get this thing. Hear me. Anytime a church prays about a program or an assignment they have to do, God's hand is on it. So if we say we are fasting 40 days, you are not sick and you are eating 40 days. What happens is that whatever prophetically God placed as a blessing within that fast, of which you are saying we have fasted too much, I won't fast again, you are eating, you will blow it away. And that is how a lot of people have wasted spiritual goodies that God had for them because of their carnality. I'm teaching good here. You don't like the teaching. I can see it in your eyes. But you will like it. You will like it though. Huh? Obedience. Tell somebody obedience. So listen, the difference between men and boys in Christianity is obedience. I'm telling you. There are people who can pray well, they can't obey well. And I've told you, delayed obedience is disobedience. God told you to give these 20 galaxies to this man, and you were saying that if I give the 20, how will I get transport? And you said, no, 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 no. Let me wait. Tomorrow, someone will send me 40 cities. And when he sends me the 40 cities, I'll give it to him, then I can keep 20 cities. If you waited the next day to give that 40 cities, it is disobedience. Because he was expecting you to release that 20 cities, then now you, you don't know how you're going to get the transport, and now you trust him. In that, he sees it and remembers the obedience of Abraham and says, yeah, that's my boy. every major obedience is inconvenient I have given out my fuel before and I went home on empty tank how the car moved from East Legon to Dansuman is still something I can never explain obedience And the reason why many children of God are not seeing the supernatural in their life is not because God does not love them. It's simply because they are not obeying. Today, I was, as I was preparing to leave, I went home. So, I was preparing to leave to come here. Whilst I finished praying, spent some time with God, once I finished praying, I was pasting. Then suddenly, I normally use the Banyard Road through to Kwashiman down to go. When I was about to paste, then I saw a picture of me using Ridge to go through, using Circle to go through Ridge to go to, uh, through Dankwa area 37 to go. And I said, ah, why did I just see, it just flashed in my mind just like that. Then I said, okay, that means God says today I shouldn't use that route. So I changed it. I couldn't understand why. But I changed it. Do you know what God did? He might have delivered me from a terrible accident if I used that route. So you see, 
there are several ways that God will speak to some of you. You see, by now you should be able to know the areas and how God speaks to you. There are some of you, God speaks to you in the bathroom. Some strange thoughts come to you. You, you don't know that is the voice of God. You didn't know. There are some of you comes as impressions. I didn't see something evil is about to happen. And amen for her. That's the voice of God. Listen, anything that seems awkward, odd about your life, anytime you are getting more spiritual, is from God most of the time. Like you've been taking breakfast, all of a sudden you wanted to eat breakfast, you didn't, you, you, the, the desire to eat the breakfast just left and you still ate it. This kind go ahead, not out. <laughs> so most of you are not used to obeying God. Because, you see, I know your problem. You are waiting for God to tell you, never my son, this day have I appeared today to confirm my word of prophecy in your life. Arise! Amen. For this day have I called thee. I'll do great and mighty things with you. Thou art highly favored amongst all men. Arise. Miko. Miko. <laughs> so, that is your problem. That's a challenge. But listen to me. God really, he rarely speaks audibly. You need to understand that. In the Old Testament, men were spiritually dead. So God couldn't speak to them through the echoes of their spirit. The only way God could speak to them was by appearing physically and speak to them audibly by audio and visual because they were men of the senses. So the only way God could relate with them was by the senses. In the New Testament, our spirit is alive. And the Holy Ghost is in our spirit. So most of the communications is here. Sometimes you lose joy. It's the voice. The voice of God is not our. The voice of God can come as an impression. As a restraining force for you not to do something. For you not to give the money to this person. It comes strong. So, God's voice eh, doesn't only come with his mouth. It comes with desires. Impressions. Prophetic dreams. Communications you have with your friends. They will say something. You know, mm. How did he say that? One man of God called me today. We were having a chat and said there was another man of God who, was a lot, who had a lot of money. And he said, Charlie, this time he's broke. He's going to ask the guy for money. He's going to ask the guy for money because Charlie bread here, bread. So he decided that after the conversation, he's going to ask the man of God for money. And then another man of God was playing one of my audios. And I said, I will never beg anybody for money. I depend on God. That was the voice of God. He knew it that I, a body so could die. And he knew that mm, this is the voice of God. This is the voice of God. He didn't ask the man of God the money again. There are sometimes, eh, okay, let me not go there. It's okay. Let's move. Uh, is this thing working at all? Today's message. Number six. 
the seed proof or evidence of spiritual capacity. Please, this teaching, eh, your life depends on it. <laughs> you don't know. Your life depends on it. What I'm teaching you is not cramming it for my head. The reason why you're hearing me teach it like this is because it has formed a basic part of my life. So I don't struggle to preach a message I'm living. It's called consecration. Now, I saw a verse yesterday when I was doing my one year Bible reading plan. In the book of Exodus chapter 28, the verse 2 and 3. Now he says, and thou shalt make holy garments for Aaron thy brother, for glory and for beauty. The verse 3. He says, and thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted, whom are filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garments to what? Consecrate him, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. Now observe that. Now these were people who were called into ministry. But the first requirement was consecration before ministration. Follow. The same thought pathing is in Exodus chapter 30, the verse 30. Now, look. He says, and thou shalt anoint Aaron and his sons, and what? Consecrate them, that they may minister. Are you seeing the process again? What came first? Consecration before ministration. Ah. So, what does consecration mean? Consecration is rooted in what we call separation from and separation unto. When a man is consecrated, which means this man is now beginning to separate himself from something Onto something. So, when God tells us to separate from the world unto Himself, it's a kind of consecration. So consecration is a subset of sanctification. Are we following this? So it is an aspect of sanctification that has to do with the response of the believer. So now, this is, what, this is how I define consecration. Consecration are the spiritual systems built around your spiritual life that becomes cultures governing your work with God. I repeat that again. Consecration are the spiritual systems built around your spiritual life that becomes cultures governing your work with God. Another definition the Holy Ghost gave me. Consecration are spiritual laws you set to be able to give yourself to the Lord. Consecration are spiritual laws 
you build to enable you to give yourself to the Lord. Now, you see, there is a, a certain error that we have. about salvation now listen to me are you listening you're not here are you here now follow in salvation you never give your life to christ i know you have heard that it is said that give your life to christ you don't even have a life in the first place because your life was dead in ephesians 2 1 it says you he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins so already you don't even have a life to give so you can't give your life to Christ. Please, are you following what I'm telling you? You can only receive the life God provides in Christ. So he says, this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in who? His son. Whosoever has the son has life. Are you following that? So rather, we receive the life of Christ. So in salvation, we never give our life to Christ. In salvation, we receive the life of Christ. Now, hear me very well. It is in consecration that we give that life he gave back to him. So, it is in Christian living or what we call consecration that we give our life to Christ. You can only give your life to Christ after you are born again. Evidence. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5. Watch that for yourself. Now look, he says, and this they did, not as we hoped, but first did what? Gave their own selves to the Lord. Now, if you read another version, he says they gave their lives to the Lord. These are people who are already born again. So we give our life to Christ in consecration. We receive the life of Christ in salvation. Are you following me? So, anything you put in place to enable your work with God to be rich, any law, boundaries that you set, any spiritual culture you begin to develop for the purpose of making your spiritual life effective and rich, that very thing you are doing is a consecrated thing. They are the things you are doing to give yourself to the Lord. And hear me, the difference between rich and poor Christians is this thing. When you read your Bible, you see a lot of people that consecrated themselves. One of them was Anna. In Luke 2, the Bible says that she served God with fastings and prayer and never departed from the temple. Which means Anna's consecration was number one, fasting, number two, abiding in the temple. She didn't go anywhere. So she didn't, she didn't hear the song, some of the songs you have been listening to. She didn't. John the Baptist, his consecration was in his diet and location. Everybody was freely eating everything. The Bible says this man ate one locust, uh, he ate locust and what? Wild honey. That was his diet to live a fasted life to be able to fulfill his assignment. Number two, everybody was enjoying the city. He re relocated into the wilderness. To be consecrated 
to wield his purpose. Now hear me. The higher your purpose and assignment, the higher your consecration. If you remember, when, Israel, when God called Israel, he called Levi, the tribe of Levi, from which the priesthood was going to appear. Are you following this thing? And amongst Levi, there was a consecration they were supposed to do. They were not supposed to mingle themselves with the whole of Israel. Inside Levi, there was a priest. Their consecration was also different and more higher than Levi or the Levites. And inside the priesthood, there was the high priest. And his consecration as a high priest was also more higher than the priest. Are you following this thing? So, the higher your assignment, the higher your consecration. So hear me, especially those of you who are called into ministry. If you are going to do anything great for the Lord, and the Lord knows the level of assignment, there are times he will stretch you that he is not stretching other people. Don't compare yourself. Whilst you are fasting, your colleagues are feasting. Be careful not to join them. Some of you also, the kind of demons in your family, the kind of blood your forefathers have cut, human beings they have killed in the family, which you appear from. As you are sitting close to another believer, when we are saying pray, don't be slanging tongues. Because your prayer dimension must be different. You know, as we are all here, there are some of you, your, your great-grandfather was a pastor. He paid certain prices. So he broke certain things from your family. So now you are not a beneficiary. And someone is sitting beside you. One and nine before. That's the background you came from. Fetish background. The, uh, your birthday party. They, they, they don't... They... <laughs> so that means your consecration level will not be the same as your roommate. So you all came from the same hostel but not from the same village. <laughs> you, okay, you'll be laughing. <laughs> so you don't get this thing. <laughs> so when we are saying prayer, some of you must open your legs like that. Don't look at the person beside you. Hold your head. You don't know this thing. Anyway, that's not the message. This year, I said I'm teaching on legalities. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's going to put to put to. It's going to put to. When I finish every series, everybody will go home quietly. Offering crowns, I want you. I'm teaching good here. Like, <laughs> is it working? Is it working? Tell somebody consecration. Samson, his consecration was simple. Don't touch this hair. Don't drink wine. That was his consecration. The moment, see, 
can you imagine? I am not supporting fornication. But Samson, after committing fornication, if they tell him that your enemies are available, the Bible says the guy will rise up in might. Hey! And go and finish them. The day they touch his hair, that was his end. If you are a believer who doesn't have consecrations, things you have separated holy for Jesus to enable you, spiritual cultures that are governing your life. Like for example, every Friday you will fast. Which is your day of birth. It's a consecration. But most of you have taken this thing for granted. Anytime you eat pepper, something terrible happens to your spiritual life for one week. You wake up at dawn, now obu, you want to pray the thing. It, it, God is telling you that that thing is not good for you, especially at night. Don't eat it. Oh. One man called Robert McShane Murray, his consecration was that when he wakes up in the morning, he does not talk to anybody. Even when you greet him, he'll respond until you are spoken first to God. That's his consecration. He says he will never listen or reply anybody until he has listened and replied God. I tried it on my wife. I almost didn't eat that night. <laughs> so at least I just say good morning. I just enter the prayer room. Bendy. Consecration. Obiyan <laughs> <laughs> I'm teaching good here. Don't see no you can. He won't talk to anybody from 9 to 3 p.m. every day. He's in prayer. He has done that for years. And today you are hearing his songs and you're enjoying it. He came from somewhere. Prophet Anapokusa called here for 22 years. From Wednesday to Sunday, he doesn't eat. Until he's done with his all night and Sunday service before he eats. You see why people will move from Kaswa to Pram Pram every Friday, filling the whole 25,000 capacity auditorium Fridays. You think where do you think it's coming from? From eating pizza and chicken, man. This is something I sat down with him. He was telling me. So he said, people look at him and they feel that this are his consecrations. Every January, he goes on 40 days fast. He will do first 21 days with the church. He will go and hide. He will never appear. After the 21 days, you will see him in church. He says that if the church members like they shouldn't come, he doesn't care. Because the church does not belong to him. Me, I can't try it. Because me, I am not That's his consecration. No, please, are you following this thing? Now, am I helping somebody at all? So hear me. There are general consecrations and there are unique consecrations. Special consecrations are found in the word of God. For example, he that, uh, uh, blesses the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. That's a general consecration. A believer shouldn't be found mingling details with unbelievers. No, 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 no. No. 
No. So you've got to be careful of your associations. It's a kind of consecration. A chorister who wants to minister cannot be listening to worldly songs. Celine Dion. Beyonce. Nature was one you know the year all night. Hey! He's, listen, I, I, I heard from a man of God that some years ago, Beyonce said she has two personalities. Beyonce and Shasha Pierce. She says she's a very shy person. But when Shasha takes over, she becomes different. Now, many of you Christians don't know that Shasha is a demon. When Shasha the demon takes over, she becomes a different person. So imagine Shasha is ministering to you at midnight whilst you are sleeping. And yes, Shisha, and over there. So, as a choirster, consecration before what? Ministration. That's why I'm not looking here. I'm looking here. Oh, you can find choiristers and eh? worldly songs, they've packed it and put it in a folder. And they have titled it Jesus My All. <laughs> they are hidden treasures. I'm telling you. No, please bring them forward here. Man of God, please come and sit here. Child, is this teaching working at all? Please come. Hey, should I continue or should I stop the preaching? You like that thing? That thing is working. Oh, oh, oh. Hey. You're welcome, man of God. Tell some consecration. So, there are general consecrations and unique consecrations. So, the general one, you can find it in the Bible. It says, This is the will of God that you abstain from fornication. That's a general consecration. In the unique consecrations, that one, eh, as you are working with God, he, there are some unique things he will tell you. When you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do before you, you pray is to praise me. That's a unique one. There are some of you, God will tell you at the end of every month, take an offering and give me thanksgiving. That's a unique one. There are some of you, God will tell you the last three days of every month, you are going to fast. Those ones, you can decide to do it or God will tell you. My consecration for four glory nights is that I fast Monday till Friday. I eat most of the time after I'm done with the Friday meeting. So from Monday to Friday, no food. I can just take plantain chips, put it in my mouth, drink water. Then I'm just praying. After ministering, that's when I go and eat. It's my consecration. And God told me when I'm, when I'm going, I shouldn't talk to anybody. So this man will be driving a car. He'll be asking me questions. I'll respond in my head. He didn't understand. It's a consecration. There's a man of God who told me that anytime he has a sexual intimacy with his wife Saturday night, before he preaches in the morning, it doesn't go well. He becomes disoriented. His message doesn't flow. There is something. Now, I'm not saying copy him. Because... <laughs> If someone says, man, I'm going to make a fire. Oh, the fire. 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 But you see, that now must become a consecration. That it can fire Monday to Friday, but not Saturday night. 
Oh, I'm teaching you something that you have ignored for a long time. You can consecrate your diet that you never eat heavy at midnight. That, that's a personal one. So you can wake up at dawn to pray. Listen, it is only consecrations that make strong men. If you don't have a culture in your life, in your work with God, spiritual cultures, how oh, anything will come in? Am I helping you at all? So your ability to consecrate yourself. I told you last, uh, when I was teaching you at Fort Glory Night. How many have watched UFC before? UFC, no UFC? It's a kind of wrestling, but this time it's not the jokes that the wrestlers have been joking. Since that, I've never enjoyed wrestling again because they're fooling us. The person who push the person to the net and the person is come home say nipa neba no I see. The plan that's not ready, so the thing is too fake. UFC, there is no plan. You are the plan. <laughs> when they are beating you, they are beating you. This is raw blow. So you could see the nipa the near pie. So I, I just love the thing. Your poncho be number one. No, you merely go no. I was loving it. And one time I was watching the Holy Ghost said, today is your last day. Watching this thing. It's been two years. I have not watched it again. The Lord says, I need your prophetic eyes. You can't be seeing these things. You see, you are there and I say, hey, man of God, so who can serve God? <laughs> I'm talking to you. Some of my messages here, if you are a surface believer who is just looking for a Sunday opportunity to come for church and come and give offering and go, some of these messages will not make sense to you. There will be stories. Tell somebody consecration. Some of you have been obeying them without you knowing. I'm sure that some of you have been fasting twice a week whether the church announces fast or not for the past two years. It's a consecration. I consecrated these ears. Eh? I remember the last time about 15 years ago, I had a folder, all the hip-hop songs, everything was in it. When I began ministry, I burnt all those CDs, deleted all of them. Since that, they have not gone back. I mean, put worldly song on my laptop. No, 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 no. It can't happen. Your phone is not consecrated. That's why you can put pornography in it. And add padlock. You know padlock? <laughs> padlock. 14 numbers. 26 numbers. Apostrophe is in our womb. And you add your thumbprint. That one. <laughs> no one can find out. This phone, it does it can't watch everything. No, you can't watch everything. If you're my Facebook friend, I see you have exposed your, your breast. Pow! You're gone. You expose your bottles. Pow! On sacra wash in your beco. One in the year. 
No, 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 no. I have battled addiction before. It took me time. So I will not place myself in a place that will bring me there again. It's a consecration. Tell somebody it's a consecration. I've come to a place I can't masturbate. It's not possible. I'm not telling you, man of God, you don't know what can happen. I know what can happen. I can't masturbate. I'm telling you. I can't watch pornography. It's not possible. I can't. This, you see, so, make us your account. I know. I know. There are cultures. Cultures I'm building. Cultures I'm building surrounding it. I, these eyes cannot watch every video. So in the house, we, if you're watching a movie that's kissing in it, you forward it. Or you forward yourself. So, we won't entertain anything that will stir up. You see, so some people don't get these things. If you don't have a consecrated life, you will be a fake believer, a professional fake believer. I'm telling you. I've told people several times that, listen, that thing you do in secret that you think no one saw. It was a stadium in a spirit realm. All demons are looking. They, they have all surrounded you. They are watching. Heaven has surrounded you. are watching. So there, there is nothing like secret. It is only in this physical realm that they are secret. In the spirit, it's a stadium. It's a stadium. That thought alone, that uh, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 12, 1, that it says we are surrounded by a great cloud. Of witnesses so when you're about to open that zip remember Abraham is watching you that thought alone not only him not only for Abraham the demons are there because they have seen a legality opened for them to access your life and that's how we become weak every week demons will insult you when you are casting them out. That's why spiritual life goes like this and comes down. Meanwhile, it says the path of the just is like a shining sun. If you are doing the right things, it moves like that. My spiritual life doesn't come down. Some of you don't have spiritual intelligence. You don't have spiritual intelligence. Anytime your spiritual life has a problem. You don't fix it. It's an altar. It can break. So you must keep fixing it. Four days we don't pray. Just know that something is affecting your altar. You must rise up. Do something quickly. Fast quickly. You are there all of a sudden. Last hits you. You can't control it. Go on a three days fast. Six to six. If it, does, if it still persists, you add another one week. If it still persists, you add two weeks to it. This thing we are doing, eh, it is no joke. For a man to call you a man, for God to call you a man after my heart, there's a price to pay. That cheap Christianity it is over. That cheap Christianity, when you think it's about coming to church on Sundays, it is over. It's over. I can choose to call everybody here. 
prophesy to you line by line. But I've seen many of my prophet friends out there making a show out of the prophetic ministry and the people are remaining babes. That's why joy in establishing people. Because hear me, if I give you a prophetic word, three people heard it, you, the angels to help you for it to come to pass and the demons. So sometimes giving you a prophecy is even a bedding. Because I've landed you to trouble. I've put a spotlight on you in the spirit realm. So don't be fascinated about prophecies. Can you rise up on your feet? You want to pray one prayer before we move? That Lord, help me to consecrate myself to you. Lift your voice and begin to pray. This is a serious prayer. I want you to pray from your spirit. Help me to consecrate myself.